0: Welcome back to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. I'm your host, Nita Valens, and we're taking your calls at 866-870-5752. You get a free book today when you call the program. It's Stem Cell and Platelet Therapy, Regenerate, Don't Operate, it has 264 scientific studies, and it's Dr. Darrow's latest book. Check out the website at www.jointrehab.com. That's jointrehab.com.
1: And on every page of the website, you can email me. So it's very available. I'm very close contact with you. I'd like to be. All my patients and all of Dr. Grove' patients get our cell numbers. You can call us day or night and uh, don't worry when we sleep we turn our phones off so you never bother us we call you when we wake up so yeah i I still you know occasionally i'll get a call at three in the morning doesn't bother me as soon as i get up i make the call Mm -hmm. i keep in close contact dr grove is uh, the main guy there now in terms of communication doing the injections but i am still around you can still um, ask for me if you want to i may be there i may not be there And a lot of people come in, they go, I just want to see Dr. Darrow. I don't want to see Dr. Grove. Well, that's the way it goes. Uh, He's trained really better than I am. And that's hard for people to believe because I've been doing this forever. But his actual training in school, in his fellowship, was in regenerative medicine. We didn't have that back in the day. I learned on my own by intuition. And his teachers were some of the best in the world. So um, I would trust him. I'm passing the mantle of the injections to him. And he is an amazing guy. He was linebacker for the Cornhuskers in Nebraska. Big dude, handsome dude, lots of fun, great personality. And he's got, uh, I I always laugh when I come in the room with patients. I say, Dr. Grove has the hands of God. We used to have a um, medical assistant, Megan, who uh, would always go into a room and say, Dr. Darrow has the hands of God. And everybody would laugh. It was cool. But at any rate, this guy's very, very good and uh, have no second thoughts about seeing him. So uh, I'm going to go to some questions now, Nita, if you don't mind. Anything else you want to tell us? Okay. So let's see. I'm going to take this one because it's so interesting. It's called piriformis syndrome, P-I-R-I-F-O-R-M-I-S. And for you folks listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, put it into Google on the Internet. Look it up. And on the upper left-hand corner, after you get that page, you can click on images. And the images will show you exactly what I'm talking about anatomically. There'll be photographs or drawings of what it is I'm talking about. So piriformis syndrome, what is it? The piriformis is a muscle that stretches across the back of the pelvis and attaches at the greater trochanter, which is the lump on the side of your femur, your thigh bone. People call it their hip, but it's not really their hip. And um, so it's very confusing. We get around where the piriformis attaches, and where the hip joint is, where the greater trochanter is. People come in all the time going, I need a hip surgery. I go, how do you know? They go, my surgeon told me I've got some arthritis. And I examine them, and it has nothing to do with the joint. It's where that piriformis attaches, or where any of the other 13 muscle attachments are, or bursa. You hear about hip bursitis. That's what they're talking about. So what this patient, or not patient, what this person who may become a patient, uh, inquired on the internet was, um, they have the word piriformis question mark, plus I had hip surgery 10 months ago. Please call. Thank you. Um, so this this is complex until I examine this. I've got to touch it with my fingers. Dr. Grove would have to do the same thing. We don't shoot from the hip, as they say. Neither are you supposed to laugh. That's a pun. Okay, we have, we I'm have on to it. T- we have to we have to touch the area we don't care about the images it's great to have an mri ct scan um you know whatever x-ray you want to look at it gives you additional information but it doesn't tell you where pain is being generated from so we have to be super careful not to operate or treat an image that's dummy stuff it happens way too often And uh, way too often, I've asked patients after a failed surgery, that's one that made them worse or didn't get them better. Did the surgeon touch you to find out where the problem was? They go, no, they showed me on an MRI. Well, to me, that's not smart medicine. Smart medicine is find out where the pain generator is. So there is a thing called piriformis syndrome, okay? I get people that come in all the time with piriformis syndrome. I have never found one patient in over 25 years that has a true piriformis syndrome. All right. When it's a true piriformis syndrome, the piriformis muscle, which is above the sciatic nerve that goes down the leg, can press on that nerve and cause what we call radicular type symptoms. It's not a radiculitis. It's not um, anything to do with the back. It has to do with the piriformis muscle squeezing the sciatic nerve. I've never seen one, though. What I see are all kinds of other things. It could be where the piriformis attaches to the greater trochanter. It could be a real uh, radiculopathy, you know, from a herniated disc. There's so many potentials, but most of the time what it is, is a sprain in the area where the what we call an enthesopathy, the enthesis or the muscle attaches to the bone is irritable. It can be where the hamstring muscles attach to the ischial tuberosity. I don't want to throw out all these terms and confuse you, but I just want to let you know there are so many different areas of the body that can be causing your pain. And um, the fact that a surgeon who just does an image, who doesn't touch, tells you what it is, usually means they're wrong. I am so sorry to say that. We had Marion call up before who has meniscal tears in her knee, okay? I have meniscal tears in my knees, both of them, but I have zero pain. I sprint up and down the mountains where I live up in the, in the Santa Monica Mountains with my, with my husky dog, Bella. So what is that? How does that work? It's confusing to people. Well, it should be confusing because the medical model that we use today is archaic. It's archaic. Get an image, then do a surgery. To me, that's poor medicine. Touch it first, find out where the problem is, and then inject it with platelets or stem cells and heal it. Okay? How many times does it take? I don't know. How many surgeries does it take? I've had people come in with five or six surgeries on an area. I go, didn't you get it the first time that it didn't work? It made you worse? Why'd you get the second, the third, the fourth? They got nothing left there after that. Whatever area that is, it's pretty much destroyed. With regenerative medicine of platelets and stem cells, you may need several injections. I don't know how many it'll take. For me, most of the time, it's one time when I inject myself, I get better. But I had a shoulder that took several times years ago. I'm fine now, and I'm not giving up and going to go to run to a surgery because I had had one once, and it made it terrible. So that's my story. And be careful if someone diagnoses you with the piriformis syndrome or arthritis or anything else, rotator cuff tear, uh, meniscal tear, whatever it is. Have I injected my... Meniscal tears, I have under ultrasound guidance. I take a 30 gauge needle, it's like so skinny, and I can feather it right into that tear. And I've gotten better. There are still tears there. They've helped, they've healed somewhat, but I don't need to do more injections to get them perfect because I don't have pain. So I hope you guys are understanding this that it's not what it looks like. On an image that may have nothing to do with what's going on with you and in my book stem cell and platelet therapy regenerate don't operate there's about 250 studies and some of them are about doing images and how the images can show terrible things but the person has no pain so why are you going to operate on something that is not the pain generator it makes zero sense to me there's so many studies now that show that by doing meniscus surgery, you're actually damaging the knee and you come out worse. There was a edict in the Veterans Administration not to do these meniscal repairs anymore because they don't work. So why do the needless surgeries? And there's, if you want to look up studies, go to Google. Look up meniscal tear surgery studies and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm not making this stuff up. This is real. The paradigm of medicine is shifting. It's shifting from needless surgeries to doing regenerative medicine and actually healing the area rather than cutting it open, taking tissue out, and potentially destroying the area. How do I know? I had a a shoulder surgery in medical school. It literally destroyed my shoulder for four years. And then I injected myself and healed it up overnight doesn't usually work that quick i've been very lucky i'm a good healer but it can work overnight usually it's at least a couple of weeks after we do injections we have patients come back about two weeks later we check them out see how they're doing and uh, by then we often get a very good idea of whether or not they need i can't use the word neither whether they want to get a second series of injections or not or whether they're good So, Nita, anything to tell us, or should I go to more questions?
0: You can go to another question, except I do want to give the phone number and the website again. All right, let me
1: do it. Phone number, 866-870-5752. You can talk to me right now. Use a fake name if you're shy. Call me up, 866-870-5752. I'll answer any of your questions on, uh, re- on regenerative medicine or on musculoskeletal orthopedic medicine. And I've been around the block for a long time. I've seen just about everything there is. There may be things I haven't, but uh, I do this, or I have done it all day for over 25 years. Now Dr. Grove, Thomas Grove, is doing the injections for me and seeing the patients. And he's doing an amazing job. All right, I'm going to go to, this is interesting, loose hip. Let's see what this person has to say. Okay. I'm a healthy male, 90 years old. My hip replacement surgery is 10 years old, and the joint has loosened again, causing pain. Am I a candidate for stem cell treatment? Good question. I don't know the answer until I examine you. Uh, Typically, after a joint replacement and the bone... Uh, The prosthesis in the bone has loosened because the bone has worn away from the metal prosthesis rubbing on it. There's not much I can do. Sometimes there is. This person is saying that the pain is because of the loosening, but it may not be. It could be areas that are around the hip joint where the prosthesis was put in that I can help with. So just because you had a joint replacement does not mean That we cannot help you we can't do anything about the non-biological prosthesis but there may be ancillary tissue soft tissue around the area that is causing your pain that we can help heal okay so i hope that answers that question it's an interesting question Um, here's one this is another good one i'm getting great questions this one says spinal cord compression Let's see what they say. Hello. Could this treatment work for spinal cord compression C5 through 7 instead of disc replacement surgery? Thank you. All right. So there's a lot of confusion about this, and I don't have the answer because I need to examine the person. The person is saying they have spinal cord compression at the cervical C5 through 7 area and that their surgeon told them they need a disc replacement surgery. Well, if there's a disc replacement surgery that needs to be done, first of all, I don't believe it needs to be done. But if there were, it's probably not spinal cord compression that's the real issue. Okay, They're probably having um, discs that may be um, degenerated. So there is space decrease between the vertebrae. Does that need to be extended? Do you need to have fake material put in there? I don't know. I don't think so. I have many people coming after these disc replacement surgeries that are worse off than when they started. Okay, they, they wish, they cry sometimes saying they never should have done the surgery. So I need to touch the area. Dr. Grove would need to touch the area and see where the pain is coming from. Most of these things that the surgeons make very complex are very simple. They're typically just enthesopathies where the ligaments attach to the vertebrae, and those can be healed very, very easily with injections under ultrasound guidance of PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and or stem cells. So I don't like to give advice over the radio. I like to touch the person first, because I don't want to lead you astray. And um, oftentimes people will send in their images and say, tell me what I should do. I I go, I can't tell you from your images I need to examine you okay people don't like that you know that some people go you know I live an hour away it's too far to go (laughs) well my goodness what's it like if you get a surgery that fails you that's the worst thing that can happen
0: exactly
1: so um, I'm going to give out the phone number again we got a couple minutes left here I'd love you to call me At the studio, the number is 866-870-5752. And if you want to call the office, get a free consult on the phone from my staff. The phone number there is 800-300-9300. If you want to watch videos of me and Dr. Grove, you can see these on our website, www.jointrehab.com. You want to talk to Rick? Yeah, of course I want to talk to Rick. Rick, Dr. Mark Darrow, how are you doing today? I, I talked
2: before. My wife is shy. She has this pain on and off <laughs> okay. for about a year or two. Okay. But she doesn't know if she has has uh, uh, bursitis or hip arthritis. Okay, uh, good, good. And, uh, and, she, and the doctor gave her prednisone. Is prednisone okay. a steroid?
1: Yes. O-N-E at the end of a medicine name typically B-O-N-E. means steroid. O-N-E. Yeah, prednisone, okay. testosterone, progesterone—they're all steroids.
2: Okay. And now, same thing. Wait, work, hang anyway. on, hang on.
1: Did she take it orally?
2: Yeah, it's a pill. Uh, okay, so that way, to the, me. The point is, yeah, she's going to g- get imaging on her hip. Okay. But the doctor, the, the primary care doctor, doesn't know. He can't tell if it's if it's hip arthritis or bursitis.
1: Tell him to it, touch it. Tell him to use his hands to find out.
2: Well, the primary care doctor is not experienced, <clears throat> like you are. So okay. she's, he's gonna. She's sending. He's sending her to a prim, uh, imaging. Can imaging tell if it's, if it's bursitis or hip arthritis?
1: No, cannot.
2: Okay, there, I know. I've, I've, I have. I had hip arthritis. I know what hip arthritis is because your cartilage is low, decreasing. So, uh, your, I already have a copy of your book, but doesn't describe uh, symptoms. So, is there any way you can? Uh, just get symptoms from. Uh, you should need to get a good orthopedic doctor like you or whatever to feel well, around. Well, an, and, and an and orthopedic
1: can, and surgeon diagnosis. generally, an orthopedic surgeon to me, generally is not the guy to go to. Okay, I mean you should get backup information. Always get second opinions from an orthopedic surgeon, but you know their process is opera is surgery, generally. You know, if physical you don't
2: do therapy on, on, on uh, bursitis.
1: Oh, I've had people that have had surgeries on bursitis by orthopedic surgeons. Oh, yeah. I have a woman who who came in who had a divot in her right greater trochanter. They took the whole thing out, and it was deep. It was about three, four inches deep, this big uh, crevice. And that took us literally years to heal up to regrow the tissue. She was in, I can't remember the last time, maybe six months ago, the tissue had finally grown back from the regenerative medicine, and she still had a little pain, but she was like 95% better. So it's too confusing, Mike, um, Rick, to give you an answer on the radio. I need right. to touch the right. area.
2: But but bursitis goes away, uh, when the birth quits swelling, but uh, hip arthritis doesn't go away. So uh, if it goes away,
1: You see you're making arthritis. statements that are not necessarily true.
2: Right, I understand. Now, I has to your show for years, and everything is—you uh, can't diagnose anything on the on the radio, and all, all statements are generalized.
1: So, Rick, statements do you mind? Do you mind if? Uh. Do you mind if I talk for a while? Yes, go ahead. Okay, because you got stuff to listen to now, if you want to. All right, so taking oral prednisone, to me, is dangerous, and what it can do, is it can actually kill the hips. It can cause a death of the bone. It's called avascular necrosis. Doesn't happen often, but if your wife is the one that it happens to, that's not going to be good for her. So I don't give oral steroids to anybody, okay? I think it's terrible. And it's not going to fix anything. It's just a strong anti-inflammatory. Whether it's a bursitis or hip arthritis, or they give it to you for anything, It makes the whole body disinflamed. It's a really strong anti-inflammatory. It makes you feel great. But it's the worst thing you can do for the body. I've had people come in where their adrenal glands have become totally shot from taking oral steroids. You can end up getting osteoporosis if you take it long-term. There's just so many side effects. It's a dangerous drug to me. But I'm a natural doc. I have to tell you that. Some doctors hand it out like candy. There's just too many terrible side effects. Now, you mentioned something about your hip, you had arthritis and pain. We don't know if that's from the arthritis, okay? And because you had an image that showed arthritis doesn't mean that you had arthritis causing your pain. I get people in all the time that have arthritis of a joint that don't have pain coming from that joint, So you need to find a doc who does regenerative medicine, who examines the body, who uses an ultrasound to guide injections so everything is done properly. I know what you're telling me, Rick, you're giving me a lot of good ideas that you've been fed by orthopedic surgeons, but I don't know if one thing you've told me is correct, and I'm not putting you down for it. I wouldn't know unless I examined the body. Nobody would. No orthopedic surgeon would. No, no doctor. doesn't matter. You've got to touch the body and examine it to find out where the pain is coming from. Does that make sense, Rick?
2: You know, for three years, I actually talked to you a couple times before on, on my issue. So uh, Okay. So the point is you cannot determine bursitis versus hip arthritis from when the, how the pain is. To a certain, certain way when you
1: touch the body, you can find out. Michael, I'm sorry we didn't get to you. Send me an email through the website at www.jointrehab.com or call the office at 800-300-9300. God bless you all. Thank you, Anita Valence, Suzette, Alex, and the crew. We love you all.
0: Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. And now that you've heard Dr. Darrow, call his office at 800-300-9300 and speak to one of his joint rehab experts for free and ask for a copy of his book, Stem Cell and Platelet Therapy. Schedule an appointment by calling 800-300-9300. That's 800-300-9300. Or go online to jointrehab.com. Again, the website is jointrehab.com. Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow is heard Saturdays at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 5 p.m. here on AM870, The Answer. Take the first step toward a pain-free life. Call to schedule an appointment at 800-300-9300. That's 800-300-9300. Live long and pain-free. And thanks for joining us today.